0: So, G, you kick it off, yeah.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Proof Beyond Reason. This is Geology coming back at you. How are you guys
0: doing today? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Uh, Mike the Baptist here. We got J-Mo sitting in the middle.
1: Ooh, new
0: table, new theme, new everything. New setup. We're lighted up. I'm just not comfortable. Like, it's just weird. It's different, you know what I'm saying? I gotta just take used to it. Different
2: always, uh, changes always kind of like. But it's
0: clean, though. I feel like we're in order. Yeah. I felt like before we were in chaos. Now if we want snacks, we just put the snacks here. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Shout yeah. out to the water company, right? You see that the water company just <laughs> shining. <laughs> the this water. Is this is not a product. place. <laughs> That's how you know it's not
2: name brand. It's like I got Nestle. He's like, yeah. I got water
1: company. I got the water company right here. <laughs> I got uh, the cup. You got yeah. cup. Yeah, cup
0: O water. Yeah. Just, we don't know where that water came from.
1: All right. But. So last week we talked about <laughs> temptation. Yeah. This week we're coming at you guys with uh, anger. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, I'm angry <laughs> frequently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think uh, John knew in high school, and uh, he, he saw instances of extreme rage. Yeah, I have a couple stories. One that's clear <laughs> in my mind uh,
2: involving a box uh, and uh, your place of employment. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Was bad. Yeah, I had to work uh, till late at a movie theater I used to work at, and it was late. It was uh, I think it was a holiday. And it was already past midnight and they wanted us to uh <laughs> they wanted us to make nacho trays for the next shift mm-hmm. which would be in the morning so rather than having morning people come in earlier knowing that there's a holiday uh they had the night shift people create the snacks or whatever it is uh and so i just was furious because it was a crazy night or whatever i think it was i think it was on thanksgiving the day after thanksgiving so it was like the one of the busiest days of the year and then uh, supervisor was like, "Yeah, you gotta, you gotta stay until you fill up these uh, racks of it's like warmers, and that takes a minute. Like mm-hmm. it's not fast. Mm-hmm. It'll probably take an hour just to just to fill up both warmers." And I was heated, Sorry, kicking boxes. <laughs> you know, all
2: I saw, I looked to my left, and all I saw was a foot. There was a hole in the box, <laughs> and literally your foot completely in there. You know what I mean? But it kind of goes to show you, like. Um, why do people get angry? You know, it's an emotion mm-hmm. that every single person kind of deals with yeah. once or in her lifetime, some more than others. But it's um, usually something that doesn't go your way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. w- just like when two people argue, it's similar for the same reason. You, you have an idea in your mind um, and it just so happened. The other person has an idea in their mind uh, and uh, it went their way. And then like you you can't process it, right? Yeah. So like if you think about it back to your supervisor uh that told you to make those nachos, your point of view was I wanna um I have to leave. How could you not see? I've already been here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I find it so unjust that you're gonna tell yeah. me at two o'clock you should have told me two hours ago. Yeah. So exactly. I could have prepared, exactly. you know. Yeah. And from his standpoint is listen, I'm the supervisor and I, I have I have a supervisor and guess what it is going to be the busiest holiday next tomorrow the next day and these nachos have to be done um i think he went around the wrong way cuz he could have helped you <laughs> it, no it, and actually <laughs> so, he
0: ended up so so the i guess the end of the story goes like i was mad i was kicking boxes i was like furious and then um And and then I think I'm not sure if he got with his supervisor and then he had to do some extra stuff. So all I know is at the end of the night, it was like two in the morning or something, even past that. And we had the whole team there trying to fill up these nacho trays, but they were all upset. So they were just taking the nachos (laughs) and just (laughs) slamming them in the tray. So it's all these broken nachos. And it was like no quality. No consideration for the customer who's buying it. You know, when I, being that young, I'm not thinking about that. I'm not yeah. thinking about, uh, you know, a return to business. I'm not talking thinking about quality assurance. I'm not thinking about any of that stuff. <laughs> All I'm thinking of is I want to go home. That's it. Mm-hmm. And um, and but yeah, he ended up coming to the back. He was furious too. And you just see him just like bomb, 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 just knocking him out, or whatever. And uh, it's funny because he wasn't
2: furious until his boss told me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, at least it wasn't a form of uh, anger like I experienced. I would turn it into a pun. Me being a manager, I would be like, "It's not true, it's not me." Oh, so it's kind of like uh, you you respond like sarcastically or something. I sur- I, I, I always do. Okay, it, it, it gets people angry sometimes. Yeah. Not sometimes, most of the okay. time.
2: What was you guys' earliest <coughs> moment um, that you can think of when uh, you were like angry, and how did you deal
0: with it? Like, as oh like a man, child? I I mean I I I was angry a lot as a as a kid like maybe if you ask my maybe my parents or something they you know my mom especially she probably wouldn't wouldn't say I was she may have seen instances of me being serious and I was always a very serious kid Um, but I was angry often like I would you know even in school I would I would just kind of I don't know like I would just flinch up on dudes like whatever you know I remember <clears throat> I remember in middle school I mean I could remember so many instances right but I remember the one that's popping in my head right away was I was in middle school. I think I was in sixth grade. And you know this dude, too, because we went to middle school <laughs> together. Uh, I'm not going to say his name, obviously, but he was um, he was one of the biggest dudes in our class. <clears throat> and um, and I had on uh, pennies, uh, the Penny Hardaways or whatever. I think it was the pennies. And he was in the locker room, and he wanted my pennies. <laughs> and these these are like... You know a hundred dollars shoes like i think i got i had gotten a collection of money from family and i just put it together and mom was like all right what do you want And i said, "I want the pennies." so i got the pennies i go in school and this kid you know he look he's looking at me he's huge and he's like those look about my size or whatever so there's a few dudes who were saying that and so i was basically forced to keep my shoes on during gym class because if not they were gonna go in my locker and they told me they go you leave those shoes in the locker you're gonna i'm gonna take them So, like, I just threw my book bag on the floor. I'm like, you don't have to take them, son. You know what I'm saying? And I I was just ready to throw down. Now I look back at it, I'm like, these dudes would have destroyed my life. You know, easily just stomp me out and then take my shoes. But my rage was so big that uh, they second-guessed. And every time I had an incident, whether it was at school or in the street or something, thank God, um, my rage was such that it, like, de-escalated the situation. Like, when I was in my car accident... The dude who came out the car, he wanted to fight me. And my rage was so huge that he immediately turned down. And he was like, yo, man, you know, it's not that serious, whatever. But at first, when he came out the car, he was ready to thump. Um, Just so many, so many different instances. But I felt like uh, my response to situations that didn't go my way or that I felt threatened, there seemed, I always, rather than respond in a, you know, in a way that was emotionally intelligent, I would respond in in rage and, 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 and just kind of mm-hmm. so. It's kind of um, like
2: as you grow, like you have a different understanding of like um, how to process things. Like, I think early on in life, you don't really have that, like, especially when you're like a teenager or even middle you school let your emotions control you. Yeah. Yeah. You you're first of all, you're already emotional, you know, um, as a teenager. Um, but then also it's like you don't know how to process it. So I think um, our natural mm. in- inclination is to really respond out of our base emotions. So it's like you
0: can't eloquently uh, verbalize at that point. So it comes across as, you know, <clears throat> I see that in my daughter. I don't know if you see that in your niece, G. Um, but in my daughter, that's, I feel like that's how she expresses her frustration mm-hmm. is it, it seems like anger. She just screams and she'll throw things and she'll catch a tantrum, you know, as kids grow up. <clears throat> but I, you know, it's labeled the terrible twos or whatever. Yeah, She's yeah. not two yet, but that's what it's labeled. And, and instead of it just being a thing where they're terrible kids, it's, it's really more of the, the lack of ability to articulate what's wrong with you. Mm-hmm. What is it that you want? You're asking for something. It's not, you're not getting a response. So, you're just going to yell and, and, and freak out. And so the kids get labeled as you're terrible. You know, these are the terrible twos. They just rebel and they have tantrums. Well, no, they, they don't know how to articulate yeah. or process their feelings. They see something nice and shiny and all they know is that they want it. And then when you say no, you take it away. They don't understand what the, what you just did. They don't mm-hmm. understand what that means. All they know is that they're, there's this emotional connection. There's a There's a desire or a fixation to to have this in my hand and and hang out with it and play with it or whatever but you didn't permit it and they don't understand that all they know is you prevented me from from allowing me to have my desire and now I just act out in rage rather than have a a meaningful discussion yeah. so I see that in her I see that when we do that and and now I feel like at first we didn't know how to how to process it but now we've been able to make those connections and my wife especially has more control, self control to say, okay, now I understand the why. So her response to our daughter is very um, patient, very understanding. And, and uh, you know, obviously it's sometimes like it's just like you're overwhelmed and you're like, can you just shut up? Like, stop enough, you know? <laughs> um, as opposed to me, I don't spend as much time with my daughter, so you know I'm a little bit shorter fuse, you know what I'm saying? So she's yelling, and I'm like, "What are you yelling for?" You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's also uh, a learned behavior too. Yeah. Um. So like I, my cousin's
2: baby, for example, that's how your your child responds. Um. I, the other day I was chilling and hanging out with them, and the baby was crying, full blast, just ah, right? You know, 100% vocals. Um. And there was, it was no reason. Mm. And then I, asked, I was like, oh, it like, why, why is she acting like, you know, yeah. the, what's going on with her? It was because she wanted her mother. You know what I mean? Mm. But it was like, I'm gonna have it my way, or so it's also like a learned behavior. So it's like the conditioning as well. Yeah. So like if the kid, like you, like even you growing up, like you could have in- instantly taken that moment in your life uh, yeah. with the with the penny shoes. Um, and that that per you could have learned easily but like okay they don't mess with me if i act a certain way and then now going forward in future i'm always going to respond your your well. response level is now going to be so it's uh, anger is also a learned behavior yeah
0: you know yeah um i know at, at our um at our church we we teach um about idolatry um and and that's really very much rooted in the what we believe and, and all of that because it's it's you know like John Calvin said you know we we're people we're idol factories it, our hearts are always producing uh, idols and Tim Keller talks about four root idols and he says um, we have the idol of power the idol of control the idol of comfort um, and the idol of acceptance. So with acceptance, you're doing everything. You go out of your way for people to like you and for you mm-hmm. to have friends and so forth. Um, uh, the idol of, of, um, of comfort is, you know, you're going to do everything you can for you to be as comfortable as possible uh, in order to, you know, if you want to watch your favorite TV show or whatever, you know, uh, and someone disrupts that you're going to act out in a, in a specific way. But, but these are root idols, right? There's other things that you can see on the surface that lead into these four. Um, then he talks about, uh, uh, the control. So having, um, so having the, the, uh, the ability, so if there's a situation, you wanna be in control of its process, you wanna be in control of its outcome. Um, you know, So if something goes out of your control, it's it's a problem, right? So if I know uh, what, let's say it's at work or it's here in the house, if things aren't done a certain way, if laundry isn't done a certain way, if the dishes aren't washed a certain way, uh, the, my desire for control in that situation, I've no longer have control. So my reaction to it is gonna be one of Possibly anger and rage and rebellion, and it's because I'm protecting my idol. Um, and then, and then finally, the uh, power. You know, it's the position uh, that you have, so you have influence over other people. And uh, if you don't have power, or if you're in a position of power, so you have a title after your name. You know, so manager, and you know, you got manage, all, all managers sitting at the table. If you, if your team doesn't doesn't respect the title. Or they don't refer to you by the title or, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know, there's some kind of, then you throw it out because you're like, wait, I have power, I have control. You can't, you know, you can't dismiss my position and, you know, or, or the men out there who are like, well, I'm the head of household, you know, and mm-hmm. I make the decisions and, and it's like, like the well, reaction of it. Correct. So, so the idol are those things. When you come in contention with those root idols, then the response is generally one of, you know, discord, of, of, of rage, of anger, uh, of, of, you know, self-doubt, self-defeat. You know, there's a lot of things that happen as a result of those root idols being attacked. And I bring those up because when we talk about anger uh, in relationships or anger within uh, just every day, perhaps it has to do with some of those root idols, you know, uh, I think some of the arguments that I've had with my wife where I've lashed out at her or that she's lashed out at me uh, have been because I'm protecting my root idols. I'm, I, I'm wanting the control and, and I'm not having the control. You know, she's not doing things the way I think they need to be done. Hence, it's an attack on my idol. And so she's attacking my idol. And, and rather than protecting her, I'm protecting my idol. So now I'm fighting against her and acting out in rage and anger and emotion and all that stuff. Um, You know, for her, and we talked about this in our idol episode, um, but for her, her idol uh, is, is comfort. And so, you know, she wants to set up a situation where she has an opportunity maybe to watch, you know, maybe an hour of her favorite TV show. So she's going to arrange everything in the day so that she can, it can culminate into this moment where she has alone time or she can, um, you know, do her nails or she can watch her episode, whatever, right? But should something disrupt that moment, rage, anger, you know, protection of that idol, and now, now there's discord in the household there's discord with me there's discord with 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 our daughter you know whoever right um i think those idols are are a key thing to look at when we talk about why is it that i'm acting out in this anger um why is it that i'm possibly ruining the the relationships right because anger in of itself can be a good thing Mm -hmm. right And we can get into more of that but anger can be good especially if the situation I talk about with the pennies. I felt threatened physically. Mm-hmm. Yo, I need to act to protect my life. I need to be angry. Just know that you're not going to get another pennies because they were $100, $160
2: at the they time. They were, I
0: don't know, they were $100 a thing. They were... I don't remember how much they, they were.
2: were up there. Probably, um, I know it's been
0: one hundred sixty for sure. I for spent 160. Yeah, okay, for sure. Okay, well,
2: um, just knows that at the time you couldn't, you didn't buy them. Your right. mom
0: bought them, right? So you couldn't get. You're
2: protecting the investment, the inve-
0: <laughs> <laughs> justifying the investment. But it, you know, in that instance, you're you're threatened physically, so maybe anger is going to protect yeah. you and your family, and mm-hmm. and so that's okay because you're doing it for a defense purpose. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, or you know or or the righteous anger that that is described in scripture where the righteous
1: indignation
0: yeah you know where you're somewhat there there's uh there's perhaps right then idolatry that's ruining relationships or causing sin or whatever it is and 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 you you it, it angers you that the name of the lord's being perverted or whatever so you know you're you're angry about that and your response to it is is one of maybe of discipline or, or disgust, you know, you're kinda acting out. But it those those situations depend. You know what I'm saying, right? So and and I think we can get more into that as well. Um I think it's an emotion <coughs> too that um
2: people can't really like some people, like, you know, I don't know if you have like like I, for example, like Buddhism or another, you know, even um You know the Greeks where they abandoned, what do you you call that? When the Greek people, they abandoned their emotions. Stoic? Stoic. So it's kind of like to abandon the emotion of it um, is to create peace for some people. But the reality is God created all these emotions. So it's like not all anger, like you mentioned, is a bad anger. You know, in the Bible, people don't realize that Jesus got so angry um
1: when they turned the church into the marketplace yeah
2: they turned the church into the marketplace um and in this particular scene he the bible describes it like he was fashioning a whip to to beat mm-hmm. these people he started flipping tables from the outside looking in you're like whoa what's going on with this rabbi right. but there was absolutely zero sin in doing mm-hmm. that because Anger is like n- not only like, m- you know, what you said, Mike, is a protection for like in moments for, you know, like of, of that just going to ha- come harm towards you. But it's also like this righteous anger, like the zeal for Jesus had the zeal that Jesus had for his father's house mm. had no choice but to to react
1: in that way you i know? mean it's it's some things we talked about especially in the slavery episode where uh you have righteous indignation where the scripture talks about it so you get angry for things that god is against like uh we could talk about slavery mm-hmm. you had mm-hmm. preachers back in the days that they were angry of what the mistreatment of humans and people considered them like cattle but people were saying that they're creations of god so they should be considered humans so you have those preachers like we talked about in the episode of slavery that fought against slavery or you have people fighting today against like child pornography doing like rapists and stuff like Mm -hmm. that yeah Yeah, of course who
0: wouldn't be angry at at that type of whether it's injustice or something right um i think when anger escalates into hatred towards the individual Mm -hmm. that's when you have you know, what what it talks about in Matthew 5, um, 22, it talks about, um, well, from 21, it says, you have heard that our ancestors were told you must not murder. If you commit murder, you're subject to judgment. But I say, if you are even angry with someone, you are subject to judgment. And and Jesus essentially is raising the bar even higher uh, in that instance. And But he says, um, uh i guess the the alternate translation would be if you hate someone you know um mm-hmm. and so hatred for a person hatred for an ethnic group hatred for uh toward that you know the hatred toward the sin is one thing so in 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 the psalm psalm ninety seven ten, i have written down um it's you love the lord you hate sin you hate evil you hate it um you know, but when you have some kind of animosity and hatred toward an individual to the point where you say, you know I wish he was dead I, 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 if he steps in front of me man i'll I'll slice his face open all that you know um that kind of reaction to an individual um is is telling of what's in the heart you know what I mean like again, it's one thing to have that hatred toward sin and and it's not to say like. You know, if I know someone has harmed a family member, of course, I want to take that person's head off. Like, of course, I'm going to want to uh, physically harm that individual. Like, there's no there's no two ways around it, um, you know. But but when once, you know, that that first instance of emotion is passed or, you know, I get my hands on the person, you know, then uh, the the whatever remains uh, should not be one of, of immense hatred toward that person, um, you know, and it's tough. You know, we're talking about a subject and we're talking about this thing that mm-hmm. that's not easy. Mm-hmm. You know, people who have been victimized, who've been raped, people who've been assaulted, people who've been uh, abused by their parents, um, how can you disconnect The sin with the person, right? How do you uh, the person who's been the recipient and who's been victimized for them to become non-human suddenly and then disconnect that 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 person with their, you know, with, with what they experienced. I mean, you can't expect that. There's no there's no. From a human standpoint, there's there's no way I can put an expectation, a religious expectation, on somebody to say, "Well, you know, you continue to hold this anger, and you know, I know it's a scar in your life, but you need to let that go." Like, no, I need to, I need to show grace to that person. And be like, I understand, I get it. That is tough. And Jesus says, "Man, you know, like if you'd even hoard that in you, it, it is it is evil." But but it's pointing out the sin in us. Mm -hmm. And how much we need the gospel, how much we need the grace of God, because we fail in that area. It's not so much a thing that 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 here we're obtaining some kind of, uh, you know, righteous standard. And if you don't fulfill this righteous standard, you're an evil. You know, I know you've been victimized, but hey, you know, you need to let go of that hatred. No, I need I need the gospel. I need grace upon my life because I don't know how to let that go. And only by the power of the spirit. Can I let go of the circumstance that I faced? That, that person's face is that picture of evil, and I just cannot let that go. But only the grace of God can allow me to, to forgive and allow me to move on from that circumstance. And, and I can only trust in, in God for that transformation because on my own, I will continue to hate. I will continue to want physical harm to that individual, and only he can change me. Only he can change those desires in my heart. Um, so I think anyone out there who's listening, who's been through that, um, y- you you know, you need to know that um, if you felt like you were condemned by anyone because of things that you've read or people who have told you things, um, you know, continue reading the story, you know, continue reading the verses, continue to to see the picture of of the gospel continue reading that chapter five of matthew and you see you know that 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 jesus in the beginning of that before he starts to address your behavior he says blessed are the broken in spirit blessed are the broken in spirit you must be broken before you can receive essentially you know what i'm saying so um it it is all it is all a a gift of god restoring people who otherwise could not could not do it on their own
2: yeah um i can understand you know um in the Bible, it makes it clear. Um, in, in Proverbs, it talks. It don't, see, the thing about that is the anger um, this, that is not dealt with leads to unforgiveness. Yes. Unforgiveness, if that's not dealt with, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs that it is literally like a rottenness of your bones. So that person, the, the effect of, of me not forgiving, um, it has an effect on not, not the person. It's like that person that cuts you off in traffic. They continue to, <laughs> they continue to live their life. They're, they're, they go to work. They yes. had a great day. But you're affected. You allow that to affect your work productivity. Yes. You, you go home. You start yelling at your wife. You, it just pro, like snowballs. And if it's not dealt with. And so I can understand from the other perspective If someone did something to someone I love, I would be just like you. I would, my tendency would be rage. And what that is, is the justice, you know, the justice that I feel. I feel the unjust action Mm. deserves my just wrath of fist. You know what I mean? And the thing is, is that's only fleeting, because what would happen, like, after, yeah, it might feel good in the temporary, but that wound is still within me if yeah. I don't choose to forgive. Yeah, And so God makes it clear, like, uh, that to bless those that curse you, and it's kind of like th- that we heap burning coals. The Bible says heaping burning coals on 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 those people. And then what that basically means is that, we have to choose to allow God to to take the wrath or, or have justice, and not take it into our own or allow it to affect our own life. Mm. And so, the way I think about it is that you know many times people think Jesus of a certain way, like slap him one cheek, and he okay slap me on the other cheek. And in a sense, the when he came to this earth, he he came to show us, you know. Uh, The law, he came to show us the truth of like the true way of living, right? And so, when he comes to return in the book of Revelation, it's a different Jesus that people have that they're ever gonna think of. He the Bible says he's coming back with like he's on a white horse, his eyes are like blazing fire, he has like a tattoo on his what's all symbolism, but he's coming in a very different Jesus. Um, a very different Jesus that people would imagine. And the reason is, is all those situations that you mentioned, you know, someone that got, you know, raped or or a person that, um, you know, there was a bad business deal and he ended up being homeless and, and all this, just his life was completely destroyed. Those things don't get unforgotten by God. And so when he comes back, he's coming back. It is just the just God is coming back and all those things will be Mm. held account for and so to think that you know that's why we keep burning coals on on those people when we bless those people but in the meantime we cannot allow you know Mm. that to affect us Mm. and um we have to kind of love in situations where it might be even difficult Mm -hmm. that's why it's supernatural because my natural tendency is to inflict Mm. my justice Mm -hmm not god's justice yeah.
1: you know yeah i mean in scripture ephesians 4 26 to 31 uh 31 it says in your anger do not sin do not let the sun go down while you are still angry and do not give the devil a foothold anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer but must work doing something useful with their own hands that they may have something to share with those in need do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. So why would you take that to me? (laughs) Uh, Basically, it's God telling you, let him take control. Like, the Holy Spirit is changing you, continuously renewing your mindset. You can go and be angry, but don't let anger, like John was talking about, lead you to sin. Because ultimately, it is going to leave that scar within you. You are, what I have found is, after a while, you're going to be angry, but then you're going to look for something to put the blame on. Mm. So what happens a lot of times, especially when I talk to atheists, is that they'll say they don't believe in God, but they'll say everything is happening because of God. Mm. So everything that's happening bad. So they'll say, like, um, so for one excuse would be, say for example homosexuality where it's it was someone i was talking to recently where they said oh um god can't judge me because i was made this way so then they'll say it's god's fault then so why is he judging me for something that he did and that's like the anger that they have so they are forced or they find themselves quote unquote forced to leave the church Mm -hmm. because of that sin that's in within them so they'll find an excuse and they'll be angry at the world or They'll be angry to the point of whoever rejects them. So they'll be in a tolerant camp yeah. or find comfortability.
0: Yeah. I mean, it goes back to the the idolatry thing. You know what 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 about whatever it is I'm pursuing is is hindering God's place in my life? You know, and and anyone who has grown up in the church or 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 has a family that has taught them and and they've Left the way, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Then, um, w- to why did they do that? What were they pursuing? What what were they so angry about? And I think it goes back to that idolatry pieces is, is something riled up that became that took its place. There's something that 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 stood in place of who God is, and I've seen it. I've seen you know I've I, family members, I've seen uh, friends where you know they were active in the church where they were you know, uh, maybe uh, on the worship team and, you know, or they were leaders of some kind, or they were, they were preaching the gospel in school. And, and I saw it and, and it came a moment where there was a sudden change to not want to do those things anymore. And when you find out the reasoning, it all goes back, it trickles back down to, so they'll tell you a reason that that is a surface reason, but it all trickles down to one of these four idols. And they were they were so protective of this that they said this is God's fault or I prayed for it and it didn't come to fruition or you know or I put myself in this position and 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 I suffered negative consequences but I I don't blame my me putting myself in the situation I blame the fact that he allowed it to happen and just so many things you know and, and, and per- essentially protecting our own righteousness our own decision making and the idols that we talked about um and that is what what prevents us and keeps us from having this this ecstasy type of relationship with God to you know to want to worship him to to wake up just joyous and and knowing that that all these things are temporary and, and they're fleeting and, and that the, the, the best things that I have are the relationships that I have around me and so on and so forth.
2: I think it's the misinformation sometimes of or knowledge. There's this book, uh, I think, by Ravi he says, has Christianity failed you? And the premise of the book is a lot of times you were talking about idols. I have that book. Did you borrow that book for me? No, no, no. I have it. Yeah, dope. Yeah, dope. dope. So it's kind of like, um, have we do we put an idol like the image that we have of God? Yeah. Sometimes that's a different image of the reality mm-hmm. of who yes. God is. Yeah. Like kind of like what we were explaining. Like a lot of times people have this image of Jesus. Oh, he's so passive. Um, when I read the Bible. He almost gets stoned because he tells a group of like thousands of people is like before Abraham was I am God, and they're gonna pick up stones to kill him. That's a different image than someone mm-hmm. that, goes, that gets struck on the cheek and is like oh like very very no blessed are like, that's not the image that of what I read in the scripture. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing more of a rugged person. I'm seeing someone that not only is gentle that kids are able to come to him in sweetness, but then is able and strong to flip tables and whip, about to whip people. He didn't, he didn't go through the act because he's merciful, but at the same time, he wants. he's so angry at that moment. So Jesus never sinned, and the reality is he dealt with that emotion. In, in in without sin. So it's a lot of times we come, we make our own idol and we say, God, you failed me. And this anger towards God happens. But that was never that's not even you. You're
0: worshiping the wrong God like you, that's not even Jesus. Yeah. You know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And and the anger piece, uh, the idolatry, the, you know, um, and I feel like i'm i I can say I, I, I maybe I'm guilty of it or or I've seen it, but when you have such anger from a okay so so you came to Christ, you receive the glorious good news you you surrender your life to Jesus, he changes you, you become this new person, and then suddenly you know you're hanging out with brothers and sisters who are like minded. And you're renewing your mind, and, and 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 you you you're in this in the sanctification sanctification process. You know, you becoming more like Jesus. You're becoming <clears> sensitive <throat> to sin and all kinds of stuff, right? But um, maybe it's just me, but there's this point in my Christian walk and some Christian walks that I've seen where there's you become self righteous. Yep. So you go from this place to being at the foot of the cross, mm-hmm. and it's like. Um,
2: like not knowing nothing. Yeah, yeah. So so it's so completely you went, spiritual.
0: So you went from being this person who is not uh not a a, a, a believer at all, uh or claim to be a believer, but you're not in Christ, right? So now you come to this place where you're at the cross, you're in Christ. But then it's almost like you you grow in you grow up, right? And you go beyond the cross. You you just become better than what the gospel it's is like teaching. more knowledge, right? Comes, yeah. So then suddenly you just feel like okay, now you're in this place where you're very religious. And now you start to look down on people Mm -hmm. and, and you know, you, you become angry when you see it's one thing, right? So you start to hate evil. You hate sin, right? You start to become angry, but that's one thing, right? You, 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 you're, you're living in holiness and you're starting to become angry with sin that's around you. But what becomes the problem is when you disconnect with the individuals and now you don't show grace anymore. Mm -hmm. Now you become this, Pharisee of or a even person. Radical. You know, a lot of radical yes. people. Yeah. You become this Pharisee where now you look down upon people. Mm-hmm. Now, if they don't dress like you, now if they don't wear the suits to church, now if they don't do this and they don't do that, suddenly uh, uh, there's animosity, there's separation, there's division. And then it can lead into things where we've seen in history where you have um, uh, people that are representing the church that are, you know, uh, involved in, 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 you know, from history, you know, killing, killing black people or, or, you know, or promoting slavery like you talked about, or suddenly these insane ideas just start to come into their mind thinking they're doing the righteous work of God when, in fact, they are so disconnected from the gospel that they now are in a di- – they're, they're somewhere else. They're, like, in a different religion. They're, they're no longer at the foot of the cross. And the question would have to come, were they even believers to begin with because of how far removed they are from the gospel? And, and that's when you start to get those hate groups that arise. They say, oh, we're Christian. And, you know, they, they walk around with their Bibles and they're like, yeah, you know, we're believers and we're the strongest. And you're like, what are you talking about? You're so far removed. From the truth of the word. But you're so far removed from the gospel. And, and the reason why I say I feel like I've been there. I've been, I feel like I've been to, the, uh, been to a place in my walk. I've been a, a believer for almost 15 years. And I feel like um, in my walk, <coughs> I've, I've been um, at that Pharisee place. Mm-hmm. Where I look down upon people that aren't doing what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? And, and suddenly I, I shun them. When in fact, I should be, if I'm at the cross, I'm trying to get them, the Ministry of Reconciliation is to get them to also be united in the cross, to be united under the gospel. And so I, I, I remember finding myself so disconnected from nonbelievers that it was like... Like, I I can't listen to, you know, to you speak because you're, you know, you're cursing. You know, I can't be around you because this and that. You know what I'm saying? Like, suddenly I became this. It's one thing for me to live my life in holiness and not want to be around that, right? But it's another thing for me to treat you like garbage because you are in sin. That's different. It's totally different, right? I'm going to protect what I can, you know, with my language. I'm going to protect my behavior. I'm going to so that I live in holiness. But, Man. For me to treat you like crap because of the fact that you're not, your life isn't been captivated by the cross. You know, you, you you're 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 not walking in holiness. The God, the Holy Spirit hasn't um, cleansed you and and let you know what I'm saying. Like the supernatural work of God hasn't come upon you. Why am I treating you like garbage?
2: It's <laughs> funny because like. That version of you, which was probably like you know, um, years in the gospel, knowledge of just yeah. the word of God, and you've learned more about God at that point. And you being that judgmental person at that point, not now, but at that point, if you would look back to a person that was just like you when you first believed, oh, it would have been a persecution, but it, yet, absolutely, there, there's an element of grace that you know that only that's only supernatural, man. God. In the midst of our conversion, it's like, yeah, I was more jacked up (laughs) when I first became a believer, uh, but it was things that God was weeding out of my life, you know what I mean? But from the outside looking in, if I was that type of person that was 15 years and looking back at that individual that just believes, Mm -hmm. I can easily be like, why are you still smoking?
0: That's what I'm saying. Like, why,
2: why are you still doing that? You're not Christian. You know. Yeah. And the reality that's completely false. I don't know what the, the process that God is giving in their in their life. You know what I mean? So there there can't be. There's an element where the Bible is clear that we, we are to judge our brothers. But. Um,
0: our brothers. Our brothers. So those who claim. So if you okay. guys here. You guys are here. And I know for sure you guys are living in sin. Like. Uh, you're living a lifestyle of sin. Not that you're struggling with sin, right? You're navigating through sin, you're repentant, but you keep falling and you're like, ah, I'm trying to wrestle with this and I'm helping walk you through or vice versa. But when you are openly saying, yo, I'm in this and I don't give a crap, but you're still claiming to be my brother. uh Uh-huh. Now, now, come on, fam. Like, yo, wake up. You know better than that. Like, that's a different situation. That's different. You know, you're clearly blinded and you need to be, you know, probably slapped up. Be like, yo, fam, like, what's going on? But it's different when you have someone who's not claiming to be a brother. Yeah. Who's around you, who, who you know, you have some dudes like that where, you know, they're hanging out and, and they're like, you know, they say a curse word or something like, oh, my bad, man. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean to curse around you. And in your head, probably, at least for me, back then in my head, I'm like, oh, no, it's okay. Yeah. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, you better. Not curse around me, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm of the, the, uh, the, the elect, you know. Whatever, you know. what I'm saying like some c- weird, weird stuff like that. And today it'll be like, you know, oh, you know, what I'm saying, say my bad, whatever. Like, no, man, I appreciate you even saying that. Like, I get it, you know. what I'm saying like, no, no, it's nothing. Like, you know, it's not me about trying to do behavior modification with that individual. It's about me getting them to the cross. Yeah, I think <laughs> get uh, them on the gospel. The, the,
2: the objective of life is not to behavior modification it's so much that you're so in love and so filled with the holy spirit that your behavior modifies you know what i mean <laughs> come so on was, fam yeah preach <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. i'm out. <laughs>
0: no but uh that's the, but, that's but, true but no. what areas uh g have you felt like you've struggled with this like anger or rage or something what what are some things that you felt like even maybe you're still going through you felt like you overcome like what do you um
1: i used to always go through uh short temper i always had a short temper as a kid and it worked its way up into the point where i was homeless um but even during the whole um getting out of the occult you saw a lot of it as well i don't know if john saw part of it but i do know mike saw a lot uh where i considered myself righteous in the regard of certain things so there would be times where I would completely cut myself off from the occult and then I would go 100% for God so to speak but yet I would be like oh I can't be around people that listen to secular music so I would like completely push them away or in some regards I would have my short temper activate so you could say something and if i didn't agree with you i would just like burst out and Mm, i remember that yeah i would (laughs) would go like into debate so my reasoning wasn't just to be like loving it was completely shut them down so they would be like oh uh for example god doesn't exist Uh, there's no reason for me to believe in god i would completely turn their like worldview so upside down that they would just be confused like oh what do i believe now but that was just my way of handling certain things but it was the transition where I remember I was talking to you about it that uh, I heard a sermon by Ravi where it's saying you can have all this knowledge but you need love and I didn't really understand that until those times where I gathered so much information or so much knowledge that I was trying to revert back to Proverbs saying that the wise are have patience while the fools are are filled with anger and yet I was the one who failed with anger because I didn't know that to have or be wise, you also have to apply love or have love, that the spirit comes in you and you're showing love and grace to the individual because at the time I always considered myself righteous or that I wasn't seeing the sins that I was in because I was so filled with pride, which is another thing that I usually always had issues with, which is pride. A lot of the times I would be like, oh, I know more than most cats. I didn't go to college, but yet I can compete with those people that have doctorates and masters, and yet you don't see me with a degree. But yet that's something that God's shown me, and I've developed humility with, and it still struggles sometimes. But it's something that I face continuously. And what I've seen is that always love supersedes, or you have to ultimately, with the amount of things that you do learn, you have to have the patience and your whole perception just changes. It's like God just changes your lens. Like my whole glasses, they're old, they're, they're breaking apart, things like that. But it's like God just came in and replaced my lens and I can see perfectly mm. how things have to be viewed and how I have to act to people.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. No, that's good. Um, I have in 1 in John chapter 5, no, chapter 4, um, it says in verse twenty. It says, if someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God who we cannot see? And that's a big deal because if you have this tendency to have these spiritual encounters with, with God, and I don't doubt that, but what I do doubt is the fruit that is produced following this ecstasy spiritual experience. So if we have this great uh, uh service, so if we're we're in a Sunday service or we're united as brothers and there's great music and people are connecting with the music and they're just, you know, in this ecstasy moment of worshiping God and throwing up their hands, that's fun, that's pheno- that's phenomenal. And uh I sometimes have that very rarely do I have that kind of emotional moment Uh, I tend to be more contemplative and focusing on the lyrics and and really just I'll get in that internally or like when nobody else is doing it. I'm just like, yo, like fire. Like, I just want to leave. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just so so energized by the promises that are found in God's word. But um, but should you have that? Either way, whether it's you know you hear the lyrics, you read in the word, or whatever it is, if you have some kind of ecstasy moment, there should be fruit that's produced, and that's what G is alluding to: is that is that fruit of you know patience, of kindness, of love, and 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 that comes from the Holy Spirit. So if there's no fruit produced, then what was that experience?
1: Something I've seen a lot is especially you were talking about music when uh lecrae or andy minio puts a new song out and people start bashing and saying oh that's not from god and you see all this anger just start forming up and there's like mm-hmm. oh that he's not saying jesus 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 24 7 and yet you can actually sit down and they're like they're talking scripture like it's fire
0: but <laughs> but yet the thing
1: is people like they consider themselves into like another pedestal level where it's like you have to be mentioning god 24
0: 7 well, I mean, and, and I think that's, that's even a whole different subject in and of itself. We could even go on a whole deep tangent on that, um, which I wouldn't mind. You know,
2: kind of goes based <laughs> it, No, 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 but it kind of goes based on like um, what we were talking in the beginning of this podcast, um, they, the image and the things that they, it's kind of like their way. Mm. So yeah. if that music doesn't hit, the hill song, the Jesus mm, God, the, the hymns. hymns, the hymns and whatever fill in the blank if it doesn't hit it's it's everything in life if it do, if the person doesn't do that my way if i if i have an ounce of pride in me then i can easily be judgmental
0: it's strange like it's a very strange and again and 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 i tend to like to be vulnerable and just be like i yeah i i feel like i do that sometimes you know and it's strange like afterwards i realize, wow that's so weird why why am i thinking that like why am i so it's one thing to be like you know what that's not my style that's not my preference i want to hear this and that it's another thing for me to make up rules Mm -hmm. for categories like what g was like the christian hip-hop like creating these weird rules around what are you talking about like it makes no sense well he's not quoting bible verses yeah but if you listen to it's clearly christian worldview. Like and it's fire, like the way he puts it. You know what I'm saying? Like I worship. You know while I'm listening to it. So what do you? You know, like it's different perspective. And but that can lead to a rage to a uh, to a, towards a community. Like if we listen to the music or we do certain things, suddenly you know there's an anger toward the community, rather than saying you know what, like I I I'm trying to think about it open mindedly, yeah. or 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 I see the 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 blatant. you know uh, attack on on the church um and maybe there's some brothers that are blind lord maybe i'm blind i don't know you know what i'm saying but instead of there being some type of either grace or something then it becomes a thing where they're on forums and they're cursing each other out and all that whatever i
2: think there has to be a clear distinction um so a person that gets angry um towards a preference of music um and there's a thing don't confuse that with the righteous anger right. of, mm-hmm. of Jesus, so like Jesus in that instance where he's he's uh, fashioning a whip to beat these people and he's flipping tables, you understand that that is the very throne that was like uh, literally like the temple of God yeah it was supposed to be consecrated people can say oh your your body's your consecrated temple but don't don't get it confused like he was they were selling. They made it like a uh, um, like a he kept saying like a den of robbers or something like Mm. Um, basically they were like exchanging money and profiting off of God. So it was like this righteous anger came over over somebody. So now when there's certain things in Christianity that you can agree to disagree on. Music preference is one of those things I think, um, but if
0: and there's a whole bunch of theological. I, I think you have too. to. I a think there's no. Stuff.
2: There's a lot of gray areas. It's not black and white. Sometimes you know, a lot of things are not in the Bible, like what type of music. Or I think when it comes to that, like what's one person's personal conviction. No, apart from the word of God, because the right, wa- right. word of God is one hundred and blatant sin. Blatant and, and so right, so there's blatant.
0: sin. If there's you know, if 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 you know, yeah. uh, there there's blatant sin within the music. Then obviously yeah. there's a judgment. Like you 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 should make it's a smart judgment call. Right, the right. word of God, the word of God, but stylistically, uh, supersedes right, right, right. everything. Right,
2: right. But there's also things that you can agree to disagree on, like uh, jazz versus yeah, rap. there's there's certain dogmas <laughs> that people do, and there's certain dogmas. Yeah. That people do in church that is completely not in the Bible, correct? You know, correct, so correct, like an altar call, that's not in the Bible, right? But the reality is, I'll I'll agree, I'll I'll say, hey, do you want to go? Like, I'm a, I'm for an altar call because it gives a person opportunity, even though it's not found in Scripture. There doesn't necessarily have to be, but what's one person's the 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 issue? I think, and you have to be very careful is that whatever your personal conviction is if you're so proud to say this is cut and dry this is what it is and then you pass judgment on the person and say you're not doing it my way that's similar to a little kid that says you're not doing it my way i said or uh, um, within the marriage hey i said do the dishes now yeah and then there's this <laughs> argument I was going to do the dishes, but you don't even realize that I was folding your clothes and I could have done the I was th- putting your but, underwear but away. But I'm <laughs> so blinded by my the dishes. You disrespected me because, you know, and people get real crazy. That's not me. Thank you, God. I don't know. Gee, I think we gotta <laughs> oh, an <intervention> I got to make intervention to this man's grip. No, I, mean, I, got, I got personal experience. <laughs> Paul talked about it as well. But that's the
1: reality. Yeah. Paul talked about it when uh, he was saying if your brother doesn't eat, I believe he was talking about food. Yeah. That oh, if so your yeah. brother doesn't eat a certain type of thing and then. If you uh, if it's going to cause your brother to sin, not to do it, mm. because his conviction is that, well, uh, don't eat meat or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like his his belief Correct. is that that is wrong. So out of respect, like, for example, some people, um, the Bible, you know, talks about wine yep. to not get drunk because you want to be sober minded. Some people have wine with their dinner. Doesn't mean they get drunk. Doesn't right. mean they right. get drunk. They're still yep. sober minded. Nothing wrong with that, in my opinion. But if I have a, another person, another believer that did have a problem with that, then me as a believer, to not allow refrain that person to sin, anything. I would refrain from that. And right. that's the reality. And that's that we love. Should, show that's, love I'm showing yeah. love for you. Yeah. Because you, you know, of that's your love.
0: Beliefs yeah, no, that's love. That's love. And it goes into, I mean, I've heard stories even, you know, of, of you know, pl- playing pool, you know, someone owning a pool table. And that uh, someone who just was so not pro and they, they f- literally felt like owning a pool table was sin. And when you trace back as to why they would even say that, it's because th- with the lifestyle they had lived and where God saved them from to even have that around was like bringing them back to where they used to be. Gotcha. So, you know, for me, I think that's, you know, but well, they projected it for all. Correct. they <laughs> projected to everyone. So if you own a pool table, you were a sinner rather than being like, well, no, it's it's a personal conviction. Like here in this moment, you're not doing anything wrong. You're playing a game. You're hanging out with your family. There's no strippers. There's nothing in here. You know what I'm saying? This is a clean environment. You just have it in your living room and you're playing pool and you're having a good time. And, you know, you're playing Lacrae in the background, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just a chilling time. But for me, I just can't be around this because it brings me back to a different place. Mm-hmm. And, you know, perhaps at that moment as a brother, you know that he's coming over. You don't want him not to come over. you be like, yo, I get you, man. Y'all, we're going to put it we're going to like cover it away put it away because i want you to come to my house you know what i'm saying or we don't have to come to my house i want to hang out at your house right like instead of these two having discord over something stupid mm-hmm. and menial um, you know it, it should be something that if there's going to be a disagreement or some conflict it should be around something that's productive if it's kind of productive then you know let's 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 you know i think if i sum it
2: up uh, if i sum it up into one word the word would be empathy Yes. You Putting yourself in someone else's shoes because a lot of things, like even the example with the dishes, if I don't, if I'm so proud at that moment and it has to be my <laughs> then way, then you wash the dishes, fam. No, no, no. Like it has to be now. I said right now. Yeah. If I'm so, you know, so clear on that, then the my anger is is misplaced. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not rooted in reality because I haven't put myself in the other person's shoes. You know, so a lot of times our anger in life can actually, you can decrease the amount of times you get angry. You can actually have it in check uh, to a certain degree if you really just kind of put yourself in other people's shoes and say, okay, you know, what what does that person Mm -hmm. mean? You know, and and really, for some people, it's a supernatural thing because, you know, they have a hard
1: time with that, you know? It's about having patience. The Holy Spirit comes in you. Anger Uh either breeds sin or fights against sin. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Hebrews twelve fifteen says, look after one another so that none of you fall fails to receive the grace of God. Watch out that no poisonous root of bitterness grows up to trouble you, corrupting many. Make sure that no one is immoral or godless like Esau, who traded his birthright as a firstborn son for a single meal. You know that afterwards, when he wanted the father's blessing, he was rejected. It was too late for repentance, so on and so forth. But, um, you know it's a, it's a, it's an accountability that we have as believers to love each other and to hold each other accountable and to make sure that, that, you know, if there is, if there's bitterness, if there's hatred, if there's anger of some kind that we have, we make it okay in a trusting environment for us to check each other, mm-hmm. to say, you know what? I, I was wrong and, and be vulnerable. Um, Again, if we if we don't have the ability to be vulnerable and we can't establish trust amongst our brethren to do this, to hold us so that we can live in holiness, then which one of these idols are we protecting? We're, we're protecting one of these idols more than we want our relationship with God and even so more than how much we want our relationship with I think each other. It, um, you
2: guys already talked about identity one time, but yeah. I think a lot of times people that that um, for example, there's this movie called Warrior um, If you haven't seen it, it's two UFC fighters um, w- uh, both both brothers. their father was an alcoholic. Uh, one of the guys ended up internalizing that anger more than the other. The other one had like more forgiveness towards his dad. Um, they're both ufc fighters but the other brother had more like an anger and that was the source of why he was so good mm. i think a lot of times people can pick if unforgiveness is left unchecked it can cause a, um, not only a root in their life but then they identify with that's just the way i am or mm-hmm. but that's not the way god created you to be you know god created you to be filled with his holy spirit you know god didn't create you to to think so there's a lot of people in this world they might be struggling with anger you know and um and maybe even internalized it so much because that's what they were taught they saw their dad or they saw their mom speaking that way and and they've learned that behavior or or as a child, they they realized they were gonna get jacked for some shoes, and now every time they someone approaches them, you ain't taking my penny. I mean, my car. You know, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it yeah, changes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it changes with with um. You know, and it if that's not left unthink, unchecked, then it could be you, you can actually become that. That becomes your identity. Yeah. And that has to be very very, you know, you have to really watch that yeah. because. You
0: don't want to be identify as an angry person. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a there's a book uh, for for managers so people who who are are in business and managing other people. Uh, it's called emotional intelligence. I have it. Um, I have uh, And so the latest version I think is Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis something I forgot his name. Um, but in there they have like a score. Uh, they have an ex- uh, uh, like a test that you can take, and it shows you some areas um, of deficiency that you might have or some areas that you're strong as it relates to, um, your self-awareness, your relationship awareness, your, um, your, uh, your social, um, man, your social relationship management, and then something else. There's four uh, pieces of that. And, uh, it's a really good book. It's not when I'm not endorsing it as a, as a, as a, as a Christian book. Um, but it has some really practical things in there that make sense. And it, and it has so much ties with what we're talking about, particularly in, uh, from Scripture, that it shows the things, like you said, having empathy. What does that mean? When you're working with people, understanding and connecting with your people, um, you know, uh, rather than dictating, getting their collaboration, getting buy-in, building relationships, recognizing them for who they are, understanding and navigating people um, you know, being a manager is not easy. Being a manager is actually very difficult because you're not just managing the process, you're not just managing the the product line, but you're you're managing individuals mm-hmm. to be productive so that revenue can increase. And uh, and and just so many things in that book. If, you, if you're out there, if you're listening, and you're a manager, I would I would highly recommend that book. Um, it's become a I guess a latest trend in business as well. So any kind of uh, uh, training association or any kind of uh, d- uh, business development association, they, they pushing this book, they're pushing this topic of emotional intelligence or EQ or EI, they call it. Um, and, but honestly, I've seen it within my organization. I've seen it within myself, how practical and how much has been useful because, you act in applying having emotional intelligence and not being reactionary or being angry when something's not coming into fruition but uh uh, managing the individual you're actually going to help them be more productive and be more successful and and then you yourself to be you know a a better better manager and so forth so um if you if you haven't heard that book or haven't read it uh, again it's emotional if you just google emotional intelligence 2.0 You're going to get the results uh, of it's like a white book and it's by Travis something and a really good book has really interesting stories. And it talks about how, um, you know, there's uh, it's called emotional hijacking and um, there's instances where you become emotional hijacked because something comes your way where your natural response is a stress response. And your response is to be defensive and protective. So if someone's coming to jack your shoes or your car or something, or the example they give is the dude's like swimming and there's a shark coming, right? Then his, of course, you know, his, his emotions got hijacked. And instead of thinking clearly, he's reacting off of, you know, of motion, he's splashing around, he's freaking out, but then he has to calm himself down for a moment and then be strategic in how he's going to battle this, this shark, you know, and, and that's how he was able to make it out alive in the story. Um, and, and the same in life, you know, uh, rather than having our emotions hijacked and, and us getting into this scuffle and this battle with the people that we're supposed to love the most, it's to have that self-awareness enough to, 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 you know, come to a place where you can strategically navigate that situation and not battle the individual as much as, you know, as much as we do. So it was a very interesting book. Um, And I think it does connect a lot with what we see principle as far as principles in the scripture uh, and also the things that we've discussed as far as anger is concerned. So um, any last thoughts on on anything, G?
1: Uh, Don't let anger tempt you. That's my going back from the last episode. Anger in itself is a temptation. So if you fall into it, you will be led into sin. And like Ephesians talked about, it's something the devil always tries to push on you which is always be angry especially be angry to god which will leave your life into chaos instead of leading into peace. Good. John any last thoughts?
2: Yeah. Um I think people some people are predisposition like um diff- some of the disciples had different personalities. Um Peter was the one that, um, when they were going to take Jesus, he was about to cut somebody's ear off. He did cut the ear <laughs> he cut cut the Yeah, ear. he cut the ear off. He did cut off the ear. But, uh, My boy. He, he was actually going for the head.
0: You know what I mean? Cutting off the whole know, thing. Who,
2: nobody, I, I took sword class. <laughs> so you never cut really, well, you don't really try to kill somebody, by you more go across the body. Mm. So either he's going for the head and the guy ducks
0: um oh, so wow. he's either going for the head because so he's trying that to he's makes no diagonal he's just trying to yeah
2: that makes no sense to go across because you're not the skull is the hardest part of your body so, so he's going like this like, so he's well. either going like this or he's he has it in like a normal person he has it like you know like a katana or something and you basically he's gonna go for the head so the reality is this guy got so angry is that he was willing to cut something you know what i mean um predisposition personality-wise he was a natural born leader um so even though you might be predispositioned through your family through different things like that um don't allow always be master of of kind of like you were saying about the emotional intelligence if you don't if you're not a master of your your emotions um then just learn Mm. how to manage it i think awareness Mm-hmm. awareness of it um because if you're ignorant of it you you don't know why you act a certain way until someone tells you you know and and uh
0: i think this this podcast you know might help some people yeah hopefully um you know maybe may you know kind of the conclusion could be as well you I- if the more self-aware you become the more in tune you know with with how you know you react to certain situations and your understanding of your idols and all that and protecting yourself against sin and all of that Uh, anger can be used as a tool uh, if it's used in a righteous way right so um so just being mindful of that and seeing you know why is it that i have even the ability to 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 have this emotion you know it, it could be leveraged for good it could be leveraged for for good things um and so you know get in your word uh uh you know meditate on scripture become more self-aware on your trigger points understand your idols and um and yeah we love you guys uh you know uh, check us out proof beyond reason uh facebook youtube instagram uh, itunes soundcloud Check us out on those uh, platforms, and if you have any questions, prayer petitions, um, I mean, you just want to hear different topics, hit us up, uh, proofbeyondreason at gmail.com, or send us a uh, a direct message on Facebook or Instagram, either one. Let us know what your thoughts are, but uh, we love you guys. This is uh, Mike Baptist. JMO. Geology. Signing out. I got to walk all the way over here because of my new setup. (laughs)